Hello and welcome to Middle Church. Yep. I'm Reverend yep. Natalie. Um, it is Advent. We are in the season of uh, anticipation and this week is love. We are so excited we have the children's pageant this week so let's get right into worship but before we do we like to take a deep centering breath together. Come, let us worship God. Today is the fourth Sunday of Advent when we celebrate the hope that brings us peace, joy, and love. Love of the love is the greatest gift of all. My friends, do we have the Christmas spirit? Oh Lord. <laughs> That's the Omicron spirit. Do we have the Christmas spirit? Woo! All right, my friends. Let's sing ourselves into some Christmas spirit. The Virgin Mary had a baby boy, don't be shy. The Virgin Mary had a baby boy. The Virgin Mary had a baby boy. The Virgin Mary. Oh, yeah. 
born. The wise men saw where the baby was born, and they said that his name was Jesus. He come from the glory. He come from the glorious kingdom. He come from the glory. He come from the glorious kingdom. from the glory he come from the glorious kingdom yes metal thank you Woo! you may be seated angels hi oh hi you seem lovely but i don't know if you're the angel i'm looking angels i need the angels help hello Excuse me. Oh, I see them. My online angel friend. Hi, Elise. Oh, my God, an angel. Hi, 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 everyone. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so glad that so many angels are here. Um, I expected more young, young friends, young friends, in-person friends. Can, can, can you want to join me on stage for the Christmas pageant, the walk-on Christmas pageant? Yeah, mommy, Elise, Carla, Carla, Teddy, Teddy. Yun and Yun at heart, would you like to join us and all of you? And I see that my Christmas angels online are here. My in-person Christmas angels, yes. Oh no, I know no one's ready for this. It's okay. It's all about having fun and being yourself. And let me move on over here because angels, I am so glad that you are here because we have a Christmas story to tell. Now, I, I know, Nixilis, it's going to be wild and it's going to be amazing. So, when I say angels, you are going to help me act out the scene. And if you hear something you want to act out, even if I don't prompt you, you can do it anyway. Because that's what we do here in middle. Whenever the Holy Spirit moves you, we're just going to do it and spread the love, right? So, I know some of us are a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. Maybe our online angels are a little nervous. So let's do a couple of wiggles. And begin our Christmas story. Okie dokie, I gotta get out my props. Once upon a time, there lived a brown Jewish teenager named Mary. Oops, taking off my halo for now because I'm Mary with a baseball cap who likes Harry Styles. So, a teenager named Mary, who after studying all night long for a history test, was fast asleep. Angels, can you show us what it looks and sounds like to sleep? What's it look like? Yeah, that's pretty, yeah, nap time, nap time. Okay, very good, very good. Now, Mary was fast asleep when she heard a voice say, do not be afraid of Mary. Angels, can you whisper, do not be afraid? Mary opened her eyes and saw a beautiful, bright vision of a person floating above her. She screamed, angels, what is it like to yell in fear? What does that sound like? Ah! Yeah, if I saw someone in my room floating above me, yeah, that sounds about right. Mary got out of bed and grabbed her baseball bat, ready to strike the vision, when the vision spoke again. 
my name is Gabriel. I am an angel. Angels, you know best. What does an angel do? Praise, hands together, singing a note, kind of like John. Yeah. <laughs> angel Gabriel continued, I am here to tell you that you will give birth to God made flesh. You will be the mother of God's son, Jesus, a rabbi of revelation and revolution for all peoples. Now Mary stared at Angel Gabriel. What? She yelled and stomped her foot. Angels, can you yell and stomp your foot? Are you kidding me? Me? The mother of God? I'm like 15 and can't even drive or do algebra. Whoever this baby bearer you're looking for, it ain't me, so you can go. And she pointed towards her window. Do we see windows whether you're at home or here? Can we point out windows and tell Angel Gabriel to get the, oh, get the heck out. I was gonna say another word, but we can't say that here in church. Okay, Angel Gabriel looked at Mary softly. I said to you, do not be afraid. But what I should have said is, it's okay to be afraid. Angels, let us say together, it's okay to be afraid. Yes, it's okay to be afraid, Teddy. <laughs> what God is asking of you is a lot, Angel Gabriel said. But God the mother asks you, Mary, to be the mother of God because you fight for the oppressed, you feed the hungry, you clothe the naked, you march in the streets, you stand up to bullies in school and in society. People have knocked you down because of your brown skin, because of your Jewish faith, because of your undocumented status, because of so many things. But instead of responding with hate, you lead with love. Angels, what does love look like? How would, you, how would you represent love? Heart, yeah, yeah. Maybe finger hearts. People who like K-pop know that a lot. Maybe you can do that. Or if you feel like you can, you can do that with another, a friend. A peace sign, yeah, that's good. Angel Gabriel continued, God will not force you to do this. It is your choice and your choice alone, Mary. Mary, who always made herself loud and clear, was quiet. You know, you are a weird dude, Gabe, Mary said. And to be honest, God is kind of weird too. And you're right. It is my choice. And my choice is yes. I will be the mother of God. I will be the mother to guide and lead our people to liberation. Angels, home, near, far, repeat after me as loudly and as proudly as you can. Yes. 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 I will. I will. Guide will. and lead. Yes, I will. Our people to liberation. Far away from Mary's tiny apartment building were two men staring down at the streets of Midtown, 
through a window of their expensive, shiny skyscraper. They sneered at the passers-by ending their work shifts. They laughed at the homeless who slept on the sidewalks. Angels, do they sound like people who do kind things? No. They enjoyed their leisure time when a subordinate entered the room. Mr. Caesar, Mr. Herod, there is news of a king of liberation coming somewhere from the outer boroughs. An uprising must be in the works. Originally smiling, Caesar and Herod looked panicked. Angels, what does panic look like? What does fear look like? You're going to run away? You're going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caesar and Herod thought, someone who can take away their power? That person must be ended. Caesar and Herod both agreed. Law and order must be maintained. Eliminate any person who can be or is associated with this king of liberation. In their jealousy and greed for control, they ordered violence upon the people. Angels, how does this make you feel? Can you show us how this makes you feel? The people said that they want to order violence upon the people. Many people suffered under the cruelty of Caesar and Herod's orders. People were hurt. People were arrested for no reason. People were ripped away from their families. Mary, who was safe and had carried a child within her for many months now, was in deep despair and deep rage. Angels, how would you express sadness? Sadness. How would you express rage or anger? Though utterly heartbroken, Mary managed to stay determined. Her hope, her faith in God, her soon-to-be child Jesus, in her communities, in herself, far outweighed her fear. Mary knew that together they would rebuild what the supremacist authority had destroyed. Now, angels, pretend like you're talking to a big old meanie and repeat after me. We, we, we rebuild, we rebuild what, you what you destroy. destroy. We, rebuild what you destroy. we rebuild what you destroy. Now, friends, did you know that was written by kids just like you? I know. I know. It's wild, buddy. It's wild. But you know what that means? Those kids, the Linda Lindas, and a kid or teen like Mother Mary, and you, you young people are awesome and revolutionary. Now, Mary's boyfriend, Joseph, was so confused. <laughs> he loved Mary with his whole heart. He supported her through her pregnancy. He lifted up her dreams, the dreams that he shared too. But they were just teenagers. They were just kids. How could they transform the world when people of the world could be so cruel? How could they raise a child, a child that technically was not his, in a world with people who could be so cruel? Angels, what does it look like to question something? Have you ever been confused in class, whether it was with Miss Alicia or in school, and you're like, I don't know. Yeah, that's how Joseph is feeling. I don't know. 
But one afternoon, as Joseph took a nap on his commute home, he had a dream, and in it appeared an angel. The angel kindly said to Joseph, it's okay to be afraid. Angels, may you say this again with me? It's okay to be afraid. The angel said, God sees your hurt and she weeps with you at the cruelty of others in this world. Now, angels, God not only sees you, but also feels with you. The angel continued, that is why God has sent their son Jesus to you to remind people of radical love. And that is why God has entrusted her son with you and Mary. You lead your lives with radical love, with the fiercest love. While Jesus may not be of your creation, he is still your family. Family is more than blood. Family is who you choose to love. Angels, all at once, can you name who is a part of your family? Name anyone. Who's a part of your family? You can say it all out at the same time. Alex, she's a part of my family. When Joseph awoke, still on the train, he looked around and saw that the angel was nowhere to be found, but he felt a warm glow in his heart. Angels, can you make a heart with your hands or your body like we did earlier? Now, a couple of months later, on a snowy night, Mary and Joseph walked the streets of Lower Manhattan when Mary hunched over herself with a sudden scream. Weakly, she looked up at Joseph and in a pained voice said, he is coming now. Angels, this is wild. Mary's gonna give birth soon. Can you pretend that you have the biggest tummy ache in the whole wide world to be like Mary who's pregnant? I know that's not how pregnancy works, but this is kid friendly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big old tummy ache, big old tummy ache. Joseph's eyes went wide with shock and panic. Angels, can you open your eyes so big and so wide like they're about to pop out of their sockets? Yeah. But it was no time to stay frozen in fear. Mary needed help. He hesitated, though. He couldn't take Mary home. The commute would be too long. And he couldn't take Mary to a hospital. There's no way they or their families could pay for those bills, especially with no insurance. The debt would be too much. Joseph's heart ached as he said to Mary, we can afford a hotel room. Angels, can you make a broken heart with your hands or your body? So we made hearts like this. Was that broken like that? Though in tears and terrible pain, Mary understood and together they went to every hotel in the area. But every time they asked for a room, the person behind the desk would say, no rooms are available. Some said it sympathetically, nicely. Some said it with disdain and judgment upon seeing two low-income brown teenagers, one of whom was pregnant, in their lobby. Angels, what does rejection look like? like someone doesn't like you or doesn't want to be near you, maybe wagging your finger, blowing your head. As Mary and Joseph left the lobby, dejected and confused, a kind woman sat up from her cardboard mat and approached the young couple. 
A few blocks away from here is a park with a shelter. It is not a good place for a baby, but it is a place with a roof that will not reject you. Mary and Joseph looked upon this real-life angel on this earth and thanked her. Angels, what does gratitude or thanks look like? This, yeah, ASL for thank you. Now, angels. I know. <laughs> angels, my friends, baby Jesus is almost here. I, I know. I, oh, my God, literally, because it's Jesus, you know. Uh, <laughs> can we start a drum roll? Maybe we can do this or stomp our feet. Congregation, if you would like to join, too, in preparation for Jesus. I'll give you the sign to stop. But, yeah, whoa, cool. <laughs> At the park shelter, Mary labored long and hard. She screamed. She squeezed Joseph's hand. She wanted to give up, but she refused. After one final push, Mary's scream was meant with a tinier scream, a scream of a baby, a scream of her child. Joseph swaddled the baby in his hoodie, and together, Mary and Joseph looked at their child. They looked at baby Jesus. Angels, Jesus has finally been born. What does that make you feel, bud? <laughs> Single clap. Yes! Baby Jesus is born! Soon, a small crowd gathered around the new family. They were workers on their way to the night shifts, workers on their way home, workers and folks who had no homes. They were the very kinds of folks that Caesar and Herod laughed at, here to welcome baby Jesus into the world. Now, this is for only in-person angels. Our shepherds, you are our shepherds. All at once, can you share what you would say to baby Jesus? Yeah? Well, <laughs> Well, then more folks joined the crowd. They were folks visiting Manhattan from New Jersey, Western Mass, Long Island, and many other places. These folks had shopping bags and souvenirs, and upon seeing baby Jesus and the family, gifted them their things. Now, Brandon and Jeff, may you unmute our online angels, please? Hi, online angels. Hi. 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 Now, only online angels, our wise queens, kings, and monarchs, all at once, can you share what you would give to baby Jesus? What gift would you give? Uh, <laughs> a hug. A blanket. A blanket. A star. A sock. <laughs> Your teddy bear. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Now, it was an odd group under that park shelter. Tourists and visitors, workers and homeless folks. A brown Jewish teenage boy who once was uncertain. A brown Jewish teenage girl who always stayed determined. And a newborn baby. An odd group a motley crew of misfits, all who smiled, all who glowed with joy, glowing like the star that guides us up in the night sky. This is the Christmas story. This is the nativity. Angels, congregation, 
let us all say together a resounding amen. 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 Well done, friends. Thank you for telling the Christmas story with us. Now, now that we've told the story, can we all dance off the stage and let the, safely, let the worship continue, friends. Gently, gently. Amazing. Can we clap one more time? Is this on? Oh, now it is. Well, hello, Middle. Thank you, Alicia, for leading us in that beautiful annual children's Christmas walk-on pageant and all our online friends who got to be with us. As you can see, I am not Reverend Amanda. But I am Elise, and I'm on staff at Middle, and I'm so excited to be here with all of you today. We have Quite a beautiful worship plan for you, so let me jump right in with announcements. We are entering into our final Advent Bible study, or well, congregational read this Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on Zoom. We are reading the fabulous, the amazing Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis's book, Fierce Love. Yes, we can clap for that. I am still wearing my halo. I'm going to put it down for a second. Um, and that will be led by Reverend Amanda. So please make sure that you join us on Tuesday, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time for that read. Today, after worship, our children are participating in a coloring craft activity over here to my left-hand side with Miss Alicia. So our young friends up to grade five, please join Miss Alicia after worship today. And my young people, my teenagers, my grades six through 12, please join me immediately outside of Calvary after worship. We have our white elephant gift exchange um, and an opportunity to just connect after being apart for a while. So we really look forward to seeing you there. And friends, this is my least favorite announcement to make, but it must be made. We want to let you know that as we as a team, as a community, watch the Omicron spike with you, that our priority is to keep all of our people safe. And so it's with an extremely heavy heart that we move our Christmas Eve worship at Marble to an only online worship experience. Because of the rising Omicron rates in New York City, we will worship 100% virtually on December 26th, January 2nd, and January 9th. We will be back at Calvary, so right here on King Day, and the worship watch parties that were scheduled for intersections will now be canceled as well as we love each other through this new wave. We know this is hard for all of us. We're so excited to be together again. And we also know that we have some beautiful online events coming up on the docket that will help us still feel connected even though we can't be together in person. We have amazing worship experiences that you don't wanna miss. And we also have a queer self-care series in January that will help us feel connected in these trying times. So beloved community, whatever posture is comfortable for you, I would love to go into a time of prayer together. God of many names, we stand before you in December 2021, feeling a lot like we were standing before you in March 2020. 
We don't have all the answers for this pandemic that doesn't seem to have an endpoint, and we grieve that we continue to grapple with rising COVID rates. And we grieve that we know that this virus is disproportionately impacting and hurting our poor siblings, our queer and trans siblings, our black and brown siblings. We look around and we see that gun laws protecting our children still haven't been passed, that people with uteruses still have to fight for bodily autonomy, that even though we know that black people are holy and black bodies are sacred, so many in power seem to prioritize white tears over black lives. And yet, God, we know that you are our divine healer, our great redeemer, a God of justice and mercy who makes our crooked paths straighten out. And even in these tragedies, God, you are showing us what it means to love each other well, to strip back our exteriors and reveal the godness in each of us, to really see you reflected back in our community members. God, when it is so hard to feel like we are moving forward, remind us that just as you are a God of steadfastness, you are also a God in motion, and there is nothing you are not in and ahead of and through. God, may we lean into the hope of who you are this Advent season. Amen. And now, beloved community, we will, pray, we will pray the prayers of the people, which is a weekly tradition here at Middle that connects us across tongue and denomination. I would love to encourage you to pray in whatever way is most comfortable for you. There is also an inclusive version in your bulletin, and I would love for us to pray together now. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Community, when the God in us sees the God in our neighbor, we bow to them and say namaste. Please place your palms together and share a sign of peace and acknowledgement with your neighbors. Let's just assume that everybody is not comfortable with physical touch in this moment. So as we pass the peach, whether it's namaste, whether it's a peace, uh, that's not a peace sign, and I love you sign, a peace sign, whatever feels good to you, let's now pass the peace to our neighbors. May the peace of God be with you. Thank you. And friends, we have, some, we have our online community members over here to my right. If you want to come wave, please join me over here on the right-hand side.
I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars. Run away, they say. No one will love you as you are, but I won't let them break me down to dust. I know that there's a place for us, for we are glorious. <laughs> Hello. Hello. 
Today's scriptures lesson is Luke 146 to 55. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God's Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, for now and on all generations, will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him for generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled hunger with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever. Amen. Thank you, Ellington. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ellington. Appreciate that. Hello, everybody. Ellington. Thank you, Teddy and Alice, for lighting the candles. Thank you, Teddy. You did a beautiful job. And all the children, all the angels in the Christmas pageant, the big ones and the little ones. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. It was very nice. Thank God I had my cataracts removed, huh, Jeff? I can see you back there giving me signals. Amen. <laughs> Will you say a word of prayer with me, please, middle family? Holy one, we gather in this place together, here in a physical place, also in a digital space, all expecting to meet you and to be met by your spirit. And as I preach a short word this morning, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I just think I need to start off by saying I hate wearing a mask. Period. Amen. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I hate wearing a mask. I have allergies, and my breath recirculates around and around inside this mask, and it makes me cough and sneeze, and I don't like it one bit. But I'm keeping it on today while I'm preaching, even though I have a negative COVID test, because you're there, and I'm here, and I love you. And I don't want to do anything to make you get sick. Somebody say amen to that. In congregations all over the country, in fact, all over the world today, clergy and lay leaders and musicians and organists and youth ministers and angels are all making decisions about how to gather in person. And they're making those decisions in church, and then they're going to go to work on Monday, and they're making those decisions at work. Bosses are telling people to stay home. You don't need to come back to the office until after Christmas. My publisher shut down their office for two weeks. COVID, the Delta, and the Omicron are haunting us, almost like a virus hunting us, looking for hosts in which to live and make 
their, I don't know, stake out their territory and is doing a really great job of not only getting us sick, uh, the sickness has come close to home. Amanda's baby, Zane, has COVID. And so their family are split right now. Sick folks in one place, daddy in a mask and distancing from Zane, just to stay well. I mean, the baby is sick and the parents can't even hug and comfort him. That's how close it is. Some of my staff have been like one step away from the one step away from the contact. And whereas we might not die from Omicron, we might. It's breaking through inoculated folks, it's breaking through boosted folks. It is fierce, this little virus, causing us to be afraid, this little virus giving birth to more and more little viruses that are compromising our ability to breathe, to live, to have stamina. It's, it's a hot mess uh, right now. And the folks who are not inoculated and who are not masking are putting themselves and their families at risk. And they're getting on planes and putting you at risk, on trains and putting you at risk. It is a dangerous and scary time. How many of you are a little nervous? Even about being here today, I promise not to come and blow my breath on you. How many of you are nervous about being on the subway or, or out in the, or in the cab or in the Uber, right, with the windows cranked down? It is understandable that we're afraid. It is understandable that we're nervous and it is understandable that we are doing things to make each other stay well. I am the saddest preacher on the planet today, having made a decision to not do our Christmas Eve live at Marble. I just am crestfallen and broken up about that. And I can't talk to you today without talking about how hard that is. And what I want to say to you about how hard it is, is it's the hardest thing in the world and it's right. It is the hardest thing in the world to make a decision not to gather in that way right now. But it's right. And the church has done hard things since the beginning of time. The church is born in hard times. The church becomes a church in hot mess times. We have a Christmas to celebrate, a nativity to celebrate, a birth to acknowledge because of a hard time and a brave teenager and her spouse who decided to stick it out. I mean, we don't know exactly when Mary sang this song, this Magnificat, we're not exactly sure whether it was right when she found out from Gabriel that she was going to bear the, bear the baby. We're not sure if it was somehow after she and Joseph faced a scandal in Galilee, the scandal of scandal, the New York Post, page six scandal. Joseph hears the news of his bride being pregnant Rumor is God did it. Stay tuned for more details at 10. Are you kidding me? This was hard, hot mess time. There was no sense of Gabriel Angel showing up in the room and giving her the good news. Instead, the rumor was that maybe a Roman soldier had made this baby. It's talking in front of our children. You know what I'm saying? 
There was nothing about this thing that was glorious. There was nothing about this thing that was beautiful. There was nothing about this event that was holy. At that moment, it was just yucky, horrible stuff. Yet, Mary sings a song of joy, breaks into song somewhere in here. When she finds out, when Joseph doesn't divorce her, that might be a reason to sing a song of joy. When they get to the end and there's no room for them and the baby's born in the stable, I don't know, was that a reason to sing a song of joy? Or when the wise people gather and take presents to the baby, is that, who knows? But in the midst of empire and in the midst of poverty and in the midst of tough circumstances, the virus of poverty, the virus of oppression, in the midst of scandal, and the virus of outsiderness, Mary sings a song of joy because she believes God is anyway. God is anyway. Doing something that we don't expect. Making a way out of no way. Causing a people to rise up in liberation. God is anyway. Choosing to come all the way down to live with us, among us, as a vulnerable brown outsider. She sings because she believes that God is, anyway, reordering the world. Making what is, what is broken straight, what is crooked whole. Providing the hungry with good things. Bringing good news to the poor and sight to the blind. She sings a song, a testimony in the midst of the worst of it because God is. Now, on a bad day, it might not feel like God is is enough to sing about. And I think there's a lot of pressure to have magical fantasy faith where you always feel shiny and full of joy and hope and love. But I think Mary knew something that we need not forget. God knows us when we're in the dumps. God knows us when we're depressed. God knows us, loves us when we're afraid, when we're anxious, when we're nervous. God knows us, loves us. God is God when we're pissed off and sick and tired of masks and social distancing. God knows us, loves us, God is, when we're remembering insurrection and wondering if our democracy is fully defunct. God is, knows us, loves us, is present in our grieving, in our wrestling, in our tumult, in our struggle, in our tears, in our hopes, in our dreams, in our numbness, God is. God is in the ripping and tearing it takes to push a baby out of your body. God is in the ripping and tearing it takes to survive isolation and loneliness and separateness. God is, Mary sings, for us in the oh-so-long pandemic that is COVID-19, 
in the oh-so-long pandemic that is racism and white supremacy and gender oppression in this nation, God is. In the pushing and the shoving that it takes for, as Paul says, the children of God to show themselves. For, for all of creation is groaning like a woman in childbirth to see if we will be who we're supposed to be. God is in the now and the not yet. God is in the tomorrow and today. God is. Mary sings. Not because it's all right, but because God is all. I don't know exactly what you're feeling today here in this place or out there in the world, but I'm feeling like I, like I need a song to sing, that I want a song to sing, a song that isn't pie in the sky, but a song that's like, I told Jesus it would be all right to change my name. Or a song like, guide my feet while I run this race. Or a song like, trouble don't last always. Or a song like, this is me and I need not pretend. Or maybe it's a song like, imagine. Maybe it's a song that calls us to see the world not as it is, but as it can be, because we hang in, because we stick to it, because when we fall down, we get back up, and when we're overwhelmed, we just say, Lord, have mercy, and we expect someone, someone to love us through to the next time. That's, that's where I am today having faith in the one who implanted the seed of liberation in Mary and who plants that same seed in us but does not promise us easy breezy ways to liberation, just promises to be present while we get there. In the pushing, in the shoving, in the grieving, in the ripping, in the tearing, in the tough decisions we'll make to stay alive and in the living, even in the dying, in the grieving, God is. Source, presence, love, deliverance, liberation, freedom. Someday when the glory comes. It will be ours. Someday. When the glory comes, we will see salvation as one flesh, as one people. And in the meantime, I love you. And I'm loved by you. And God loves us. And that just has to be enough. Because that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. 
May I be so. May I be so. Amen. Lucien and Ellington, well, Ellington wasn't a thought in his parents' mind when I came to work at Middle Church, but Lucien was a peanut, a peanut I baptized, a peanut who helped his parents dance um, as I was installed. We, Lucien and I, are inviting you to join this movement so your little peanuts can grow up to be young men in a place with this much love or your little peanuts can grow up to be young women in this much love, or your peanut inside you can grow up and feel so much love. Imagine that. Thank you, Lucien.
introduce the uh, video that's about to play for you. And I just want to say, uh, I was texting with Madge uh, when we were playing uh, This Is Me, who was the lead singer with Kaylin. And it's amazing to look at those videos. I never look at the videos once. I never looked at it when we were at middle after it was done, because I just couldn't. I was like, there's something about it. I just can't look at it. But the, the pandemic allowed me to see the videos for the first time and to appreciate the work that was done that I wasn't present to at the time, the hours of rehearsal and the community building and the support from the congregation and the music that flowed from the band into the singers, into the soloist, out into the congregation, what middle has is magic. I don't know if you can feel that in what you saw, but I've lived it. I've lived that magic. And it just became just a little bit darker to think about seeing that video and how we had to make music for a year and a half to not be gathered. It was, it was a dark season, but we still had community. And I see the video and I'm like, Lord, don't take us back there. And I think we're in a better spot, but we have a way to still be together and create community because middle still is community. No matter if we're in person or on a video, we are still reaching folks and we need you. We need your support for that to happen. The folks singing and all these things, doing all these things, they're, it's out of their heart and their love for this church. They're giving everything that they can so that when you come, that little, you know, five, four minute experience took 30 hours of work. The video that you're gonna see, the, the, the village uh, course for children and youth do, it took a, probably about 25 hours. It's over in two minutes. It took 20, 25 hours collectively to make that happen. It takes work to keep this church going. It takes your funds to supply everything that these kids are doing. When I see Lucian and Ellington, I am in tears because I remember Lucian just like running up and down the aisles and dancing aimlessly and just filled with joy and Ellington and all his questions and Jonah who's, no, who's, who's, who's like gone into college and Ethan and Christian who are sitting in the back and we have this whole history and we need you. So this is a village course for children and youth in their lockdown mode, offering you the gifts that they have from, from their heart. Uh, I hope it blesses you.
together. God, thank you for these gifts, for these offerings, this fierce love embodied in our time and talent and treasures for our young people who could be anywhere else on a Sunday, probably still sleeping. They chose to be here with us. God, do more with this offering than we could ever do on our own and be with us in this season as we continue to discern the right path for our global middle community. And God, keep us standing, keep us safe and healthy and happy together. Amen. Amen. Where's Bergie? My friends, we have one more song to sing to continue the Christmas spirit. I'm going to come from above so that maybe we have better sign on. Okay, are we ready? You got time. Four for the four that stood at the door, three for the heat. 
Fergie and John and all the, everybody that was fa fabulous. We're going to go. You can stay standing if you want. You don't have to, but you can. I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way. I don't know. How are you feeling? I feel full. I feel full. Is anybody else feeling full? Do you feel full down in here in your gut? I'm feeling kind of full. I'm feeling kind of full, like I am full of something that needs to be born. Something like truth. Something like candor, like say it like it really is, you know, so it can come on out. Something like frustration. Something, I'm, feel, I'm full of that. I'm full of yearning. Anybody full of yearning? I'm full of truth and frustration and yearning. I'm full of fatigue of the same old, same old. I'm full of mourning that we can't be who we want to be right now. Are you feeling that? I'm feeling full of something that needs to be born. Something needs to push out so something else can be born. Maybe it's not afterbirth. Maybe it's pre-birth. I don't know. But I'm feeling something needs to come out so I can be free to live in the love God is calling me to live. Can you feel that? Let us push out the truth of where we are so we can make room to make the new thing together. Let us feel pregnant and about to deliver. About to deliver a world that is changed and will never be the same, but a world that will be full of fierce love if we make it be so. My calling is to remind us that we are in the midst of some birth pangs, y'all. Somebody say amen. amen. We just are. And it hurts. But it's going to be better. It's going to be better because that's how it goes. It's going to be better because God is. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.